Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Well, today I'm chatting with my good friend, Giselle Santos, a hair and makeup artist out of Northern Virginia and one of the sweetest humans you'll ever meet. I'm blessed to call her a bestie both personally as well as professionally and just wait until you hear her laugh. It is one of my favorite sounds in the world. So today I'm going to do my best to try and get her to laugh because you really need to hear this sound. So this interview is going to be a little bit more freestyle than other interviews you may have listened to in the past. Um, Our topic today is twofold. We're going to be delving into how important it is to find your tribe in this industry, not just when it comes to who you work with, but also on who you lean on. I'm so incredibly thankful to have finally found my tribe here in our community. So first, let me give a shout out to our girls, Valerie, Erica, Ivory, Laura, Brianna, Sarah, Lissa, Finn, Loren, Heidi, Kristen. Uh, You guys have been my light for me this past year, whether you know it or not. Uh, Even in some of my darkest moments, just knowing I have a crew of like-minded pros and friends to bounce ideas off of, talk me through, and sometimes down, uh, has been so valuable. So let's chat a little bit about our story, Giselle, uh, how we found one another, connected, and became the friends and coworkers we are today. So why don't you share your side, since I've already talked so much? Oh, gosh, Mm -hmm. how we met, yeah? Um, I had just moved to Northern Virginia, and I joined one of those groups. I can't even remember which one it was so long ago. (laughs) Um, And I needed a second artist who did hair. Um, And I think I posted and you might have just responded. Um, And then you joined me in that wedding, which turned out to be somebody that you knew or or a sister or something of a big wedding that we had. Uh Yeah, I know. I walked in the door and I hear, hey, Suzanne. (laughs) And I was like, what? anybody here know who the fuck I am like who are you and then I looked over and it was one of my previous brides that I'd done a few years ago uh your bride was actually her sister-in-law oh yeah that's what it was yeah. so yes, I knew yes, like yes. half the bridal party now. off the bat because uh they had all been in her wedding uh, previously yeah and that's that's how we met um And I just loved your work. And I had just, um, like, I was still kind of new to hair. Like, I had done Mm -hmm. hair before. Um, But I was maybe, like, three years Mm -hmm. into doing hair. So while I was confident, I wasn't that confident. (laughs) And so I hired you. And you, like, knocked it out of the ballpark. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl is amazing. Uh, So that's how our friendship Yeah, and now we kind of work for each other uh, constantly. We have, you know, our own little... Facebook chat group uh, where we can see, you know, who's available. And it kind of just becomes like whoever books a date first, uh, the other one ends up assisting Mm -hmm. for them. And sometimes we end up even actually competing against 
the same brides. And I think that that's like the funniest thing. Uh, Cause we'll both kind of, you can tell when like that person's like on the computer and just emailing a bunch of people all at once. Cause we'll both suddenly be in the, the Facebook chat being like, Hey, are you available on May 28th? And then you'll be like, Oh yeah. For so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, she reached out to me too. So the joke's always on them because whether they pick you or they pick me, they're getting us both anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's really funny do. because, you know, we're not, we're not competitive like that at all, which I think is very unique in this industry because so many times you'll see, you know, artists, even who work in like kind of the same salon, you know, there's just always been this mentality of somehow there's only so many clients to go around. Um, and that we all have to like fight and scrape and work for who we've got, which I always just thought is just total bullshit because there are more than enough clients to go around. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't ever see you as my competition. I kind of hate that word. Um, you know, but I guess that's just kind of industry standard. Like everybody sees everybody else is like, oh, they're competition. And it's like, well, we're not really competing against one another, you know, we each have our own business and our own, you know, target bride, our own dream bride and who might be a dream bride for me might not be a dream bride for you. Um, even though they like both of ours work, like your brides are definitely, um, a lot more unique than mine. Uh, you know, your dream brides are more into like metal and goth and horror movies and you know, all those kinds of like <laughs> murder <Yes>. podcasts <laughs> and things like that. And my brides are like, ooh, rose gold and glitter and flowers. And, you know, that girly girl princess kind of thing, even though they both may like our style of hair and our style of makeup because it's so incredibly similar. Um, so, you know, we're often kind of competing for those same brides in respect to the look that they're going for. But really I can tell when someone's going to choose you over me because they just, I know that they'll click with you better. Cause yeah. Cause you know, I mean, our personalities are, even though we're best friends, you know, we're, we're very different in a lot of respects. Yeah. And I don't see you as my competition. And if anything, I'm always like rooting for you. And I'm like, well, and it doesn't matter to me who they, who they pick. They pick you great. They pick me great. I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Exactly. Me, exactly. <laughs> so what it doesn't matter. Paperwork, you or me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who's the one leading the orchestra? And sometimes I like when they pick you because I just show up and do what I got to do. Likewise. Go, I don't have to do Likewise. Sometimes I just get to show up, cut some boob tape, rock a baby and, you know, call it a day. You're the one who has to chase him down for the payment. So. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I to do yeah, work. It's been interesting this past year because there have been a couple of these situations where it was like, oh, I'm glad Giselle got that person. <laughs> and I didn't have to do any work. I just had to show up and just be like, hi, I'm here to do your hair. Hi, I'm here to do your makeup. Um, she can deal with your crazy. Uh, and I haven't had to deal with that. <laughs> So um, let's kind of talk a little bit, you know, about um, the mental health side of things, because this has been a really uh, 
a difficult year for a lot of people in this industry. And I think that the kind of the method that, you know, you and I have developed over the last few years of how we kind of deal with that uh, has been really powerful, uh, very impactful for us. And um, I would encourage other people to kind of reach out and um, start building a community themselves. Um, So, Basically, what we do is uh, we drink a lot of alcohol and we bitch about people. I mean, it's the best kind of therapy. You know, once a month, we basically, we we sit down and we're like, okay, uh, I need to complain and I need to drink. So who's free on Wednesday night? And, you know... Uh, we have we have our little group. We have uh, Sarah and uh, Kristen, who are our third and fourth, who join us for a lot of these, you know, monthly girl group meetings. Um, but it kind of really just started out with like, hey, let's get together the three of us with Sarah because you know she's often an, an assistant. If like if you're you're booked, uh, Sarah works with me, or if I'm booked, you know, Sarah works with you, or sometimes. You know, the two of us will mm-hmm. assist for Sarah if she happens to be the first one who books and things like that. So it was like, well, let's get together. And I don't know. I was it was it like Melting Pot? I think was our first our first place where we kind of got together. It was yes. like, oh, hey, Melting Pot has a ladies' night on Tuesdays, and I think it was like St. Patrick's Day or something like that. And we were like, oh, St. Patrick's Day, ladies' night. Let's just go to Melting Pot. Um, and we'll, we'll drink and we'll eat and we'll chat and we'll get our schedules for the next couple of months kind of settled. And we did. And then we had so much fun that we were like, we need to do this on a regular basis. And that's been like three years now where we have, it has been yeah, about three where years. It's been yes. like monthly business meetings. So it's technically a business expense, but you know, <laughs> whatever it works yeah lots of alcohol now it's moved on to like you know we sit down and we're like give me that drink menu um i'm gonna take two of these and once they get delivered it's like we chug the first one and then we're like ah all right who wants to complain first and then we'll be like that bitch this weekend you know We have definitely been yeah. double fisting for sure. 2020 year, 21 has been the year of the double fisting martinis. So, yeah. So, um, what has been your favorite part of, like, behind, you know, beyond the, the alcohol consumption and whatnot? But what has been your, your favorite part or the most important part Um to you with these monthly meetings? Because I know what they mean for me, but I want to know your side of things. How do you view them? What do they mean to you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, we get, I mean, I get to hang out with you guys. So of course that's always awesome. Um, but I feel like just venting to someone who understands because I could vent to my husband and I can vent to someone else but they will never understand really because they don't Mm -hmm. do what we do. They're not there and they have never experienced what it's like to be, you know, on that wedding day when we're managing and controlling and and all of these things at once. And then we come home and we're like so mentally drained and you think like you're just standing in one spot for five, six hours, but it's like all of these energies at once kind of drain you after a while. Um, and yeah, so they don't, um, 
you know, my husband will never understand that he works behind a computer by himself all day long. So there's no, that's, you know, I can vent to him and he can give me a hug afterwards, but that understanding isn't there, you know, not really the way I am when mm-hmm. I'm with you guys that we talk and we vent to each other about our frustrations and even things that, you know, kind of make you want to like yeah. cry in the car. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't get it. They're like, oh, sweetie, that's okay. You want some wine? Okay. You know, like they're just, there's, right. there's, there's the empathy there, but only to a point because they don't really, they don't get it. And they're just like, okay, cool. She crazy woman. Like she's crying in her car because some somebody was a pain in the ass to her kind of thing. You know, like they're, they're they don't really understand or, or I know Jacob who will just be like, oh, you know, and he just kind of like jumps on my side with everything. And it's like, I don't always want somebody on my side. I sometimes also need, you know, someone objective to kind of sit back and be like, hey, look, I get it. I know what you're going through, but also at the same time, like maybe we could have diffused the situation a little bit differently or maybe you could have done that and stuff like that and so I think also having people who aren't always just gonna like yes man you and you know just be like yeah Uh well I mean maybe if you hadn't done this or maybe if you had done that or or whatnot so I appreciate that you guys also kind of keep me on track and, and talk me down sometimes too where it's like you know when I type up an email and I'm like, all right, I'm going to send this, but I'm also PMSing. Proofread this, please. <laughs> Be like, am I a raging bitch or am I justified? And sometimes you guys are like, um, so maybe let's cut out this sentence and <laughs> maybe let's take it down a notch. And I'm like, okay. And this is why I need you guys to be like, you know, that friend in the fight who's holding you back, like, man, okay, you know, like, you're going to get your ass kicked. Like, maybe let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe yeah. don't use this word, but use this other word that means the same thing, but it's yeah. kinder. <laughs> well, like, the one time you sent me the message and you're like, so how do I say this? But, you know, profesh. <laughs> Too much? Too much? How do, Nicer. I, how do I say fuck you, bitch? But, uh, you know, professionally. Yeah, exactly. not in exactly those per words. the email, you know, that gets thrown around a lot. That professional, <laughs> how do I put this in terms of bitch read your contract? You know, so um we do that for one another. We don't we don't just sit around and drink and bitch. We also, you know, mentor one another that way too. So um so our kind of all kind of mention and and talk about like our method of how we kind of organize and and structure these things for people who are like, you know what, this sounds like fun. This sounds like it could be helpful. How do I create my own community like that? Um, And basically we have like a Facebook messenger. Now we have, you know, a a private group chat for, you know, Yumi and Sarah. It's just the three of us um, because, you know, we literally talk, you know, 10, 20 times a day on that vent to each other, ask questions, go over schedules and stuff like that. But then we also have like a community one that I started um, with all those wonderful women that I mentioned earlier. Um, And basically we kind of just, I thought of like, well, who, who shares our values? Whose work do we trust? Um, You know, a combination of people who do hair and makeup. Um, Who can we add into this group? So we, it was kind of just like, 
when we're looking for assistance because the three of us, you know, we're always so booked that we can't always assist for one another. Um, and I think that between all of us in our community, none of us are interested in building a team. Um, that's just not the, the road that we want to go down. Uh, we don't want to have employees. It takes a really specific mindset to do that. And we're all very comfortable as veterans. I think we've all pretty much been doing hair between 10 to 15 years, the majority of us. Um, and so it was like, okay, we need to expand. We need to grow our assisting community. And we kind of started that that Facebook chat and then it's kind of grown from there. So I yeah, I mean, we were all in there this morning talking about stuff, you know, as we meet new people and as we assist for other people or, um, or ask for recommendations outside the group and meet new people, we kind of just grow it from there. Like uh, you knew Brianna, Brianna's new to our, our group. Um, she moved to the area, but you guys work together in New York um, back when you guys were up there. Um, and so she came up here and you were like, hey, can we add Brianna? to the group and we were like yeah sure throw her in there and now she's you know jumping right into our local community and and helping and assisting so there's really an amazing benefit to her because she's getting to talk and getting to speak with people and be like okay this is a very different market from Florida where she was was coming from um you know like this morning she was asking about well what about like January February March do venues close around here do they do stuff in the winter or not? Because she's used to doing weddings year round. Because in Florida, you know, January, February, March, it's just another month. The you know, weather doesn't really impact the wedding industry quite as much as it does here in Northern Virginia. So um, she's got that benefit. She's like, okay, you know, let me find out about that local um, the wedding trends. What happens during those times of month um, or that those times of the year? What do people do around here? What do you guys do for money? Um, and those kinds of things. And we were able to just kind of add her in. And I love that. She's great. We used to work together and we were um, part of the same agency back in New York. And then, you know, I moved and she moved and I lost touch with a couple of people and we lost touch for a while. And then and when she told me she was moving here, it was like, oh my God, that's like, I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it's it's different yeah, in Florida, I yeah. promise. It's very different. You know, and I think it, finding a local community, especially if you're somebody who's moving and you're relocating, reaching out and being like, hey, who's who's in this area? And I think that's kind of how we actually connected because I think um, we kind of followed each other back way back on the Model Mayhem days. Um, and we connected there mm-hmm. first. And then when you were moving to the area, um, I think you kind of had reached out and been like, hey, so I'm moving to Northern Virginia. Who's in the area? And I was like, oh, hey, I know who you are. I recognize you from Model Mayhem. I'm in the area too. Or you're moving to my area. And I think that's kind of how we connected. So I know. Model but, Mayhem. Wow. Every time I say that name, it's like, I know. Oh, and you can always tell like who's really been in the ministry for a while. If you say model mayhem and they cringe <laughs> and you know, there, there's like two reactions. You either yes. say model mayhem and people are like, model mayhem or people are like, model mayhem. The hell is that? You know? And it's like, Oh, okay. You've either been working yeah. in a salon retail or just bridal. Like if you haven't done anything in the commercial sphere or, um, 
in like you know the fashion industry and things like that then you're like model mayhem what the hell is that but i think that's how i i kind of grew my business when i very first started here in northern virginia i was like i don't know anybody i don't know photographers i don't know models i don't know anything here's this thing i heard about called model mayhem and i got on there and i just started networking my ass off and now i swear like god like 60 percent of the people that i'm friends with on facebook um are in the industry in in some respect and a lot of them i kind of met through model mayhem in the very beginning a long long time ago yeah same here i mean some i've never even met in person but i've been friends with them like i can say that i'm friends with someone from the very beginning like from like Uh 2004 never met them we're friends on facebook we Mm -hmm. chat like we're friends yep but i've never met them because they live in a different place i mean i have so many makeup artist friends now that i've made through online connections you know like christy in massachusetts and then christy out in california you know we're we're mutual friends with those two amazing women and i've never even met them in person lucky sarah has been out to you know was it like seattle or something like that for um Uh those sessions out there where she got to meet everybody that we're all friends with in person you know and like francis you know she's in like what like new zealand you know, or Australia or something, you know, like over in a completely different part of the world. She's not even in the United States, um, you know, and, and we're friends and we're cheering each other on and, and talking and, and chatting. So I think building an online community uh, can be just as important as building a community locally with who you talk to and who you can you can vent to and you can share with. Agreed. Um, Yeah, so let's kind of just kind of transition things because, um, you know, we've talked about building our community and, you know, alluding to, you know, some of these crazy people that we bitch about. So maybe it's time to kind of just share some of (laughs) our craziest, funniest horror stories. So um, I will start because... Back this spring, you and I were working on a, a wedding together, and we were talking about how I was like, you know, I, I want to start a podcast. We need to start a podcast and just, you know, every episode just talk about a, a crazy new horror story and a crazy new person. And this was like before I had ever even like sat down and done the hair, the makeup for this poor bride's mom. And we were just like, you know, joking around because every wedding you work, somebody's going to ask the question, do you have any bridezilla stories? And we always laugh and we're always like, no, it's the moms, you know, and then, yep, you know, without fail, mom will sit down, even having heard us be like, yeah, it's always the moms. And then she'll sit down and then you know, five minutes in, we're just like, yeah, and you're now one of them. Like, (laughs) you have made the list, sweetheart. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about how we wanted to start this podcast and talk about horror stories. And then I started doing the mom's makeup. And she wasn't, she wasn't bad when I was doing makeup. She was like very specific on what she usually does and what she usually likes. Um, And doesn't really do much. And the bride, I think, was kind of like, my mom needs to be on the schedule because my mom needs the help. And so, of course, you know, you're always sitting there and you're kind of balancing, like, 
look, your daughter doesn't want you to look like trash because that's how you usually do your hair and makeup. So (laughs) no, I'm not going to just do it like you normally do. But at the same time, you don't want to alienate that person and you don't want to make them feel like they're ignorant or, you know, or they're bad at what they do, you know, and, or, or they're ugly in some way or, you know, like all the moms are always like, well, I'm no spring chicken. And it's like, I, I hate that. I hate that fucking term. Like, no, you're not a spring chicken. You're not even a chicken at all, honey. You're a human being. Please stop with the spring chicken stuff. So any moms out there or women who will someday be mothers of brides or grooms, please don't ever call yourself a spring chicken. Remember how much you hate that term too. So, um, but, you know, you don't want to, like, alienate them and you don't want them to be like, oh, you know, what you think I do is is ugly. But at the same time, you're like, well, we don't want to make you look crazy. So we were doing her makeup and then she pulls out the uh, – have you ever heard of a Gibson girl when we were talking about her hair? And I'm, like, thinking in the back of my mind, like, you know, I don't, I don't think you really mean Gibson girl. And then she pulls out her phone and she shows me <laughs> – she shows me this photograph <laughs> this legit like 1901 black and white victorian air portrait in front of a fireplace like you know like the stuff that gets hung up in fucking haunted houses <laughs> and i was just like well shit no you actually you really do mean a gibson girl and she piled all her hair on the top of her head and she like pushed it forward to make it puff up in the front. And she's like, you know, like this. And I was just like, oh my God, the fuck? How am I going to do this? Um, and, you know, I did it. And, you know, and you're just sitting over there, like, <laughs> looking at me, like, working on the bride. Like, all right, how she going to pull this shit off? Um, and then, of course, you know, she gets it stuck in the hook on her dress. <laughs> getting Pulling her dress over her head. Oh, because, you know, there's always that one person who doesn't realize <laughs> that, you know, they actually have to take care of themselves after they've had their hair and makeup done she pulls the dress on over her head and she gets it all hooked and caught and whatever and we fix it and then you know we're all kind of like chatting and laughing about it and at the end she's like did i make the podcast (laughs) and so i was just like yeah oh my gosh and all i could think of was like oh yes (laughs) yes you totally did so i wanted to start off like with that you know fun crazy story um, of the Gibson girl mom and who I, you know, lovingly referred to as the haunted mammy hair because like, you know, she looks <laughs> like the, that character from a haunted house that plays like the old lady in the rocking chair on the front porch with like that Victorian era wig piled all up on her head like that. And she just cackling at you in a corner somewhere. So uh, what is what is your craziest story? <laughs> what is your funniest like what the fuck moment from one of your weddings i i have so many um but i think for me um and i always bring with this one up um there's two of them but there's there's one that's my own um is the yes. horseback riding girl yep this one we whenever we talk with people we're always <laughs> like so this chick You'll never believe what she did. Yeah, she uh, she she got hair and makeup done. Um, and usually when people get hair and makeup done, they'll sit around for a while. They'll eat. They'll chat. Maybe they'll decorate and whatever. Um, 
No, she went horseback riding. Yeah, and it's always – we were chatting about this morning. We were like, oh, okay, what, what stories are we going to bring Can't. up? What are we going to talk about? And then we realized that, like, a majority of these crazy stories all seem to happen at the same venue. We're like, wait, that was at <laughs> such and such venue. And we're like, wait, yeah, that story was at that venue. I don't know what it is, but I think it brings out the what the fuck in people. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's never the bride. Like the brides are always the sweetest, but the bridesmaids or a mom, it's always like, really? Like, yeah. But why? Like she, she was just. She came back in, and I was like, in my mind, I was like, what the fuck happened to your hair? And then you know, I had to <laughs> compose myself <laughs> and be like, um, was it windy outside? Uh, what, what's going on? Do, do I, I didn't even know how to ask her. And she was like, oh, I just, you know, I saw the horses and I kind of wanted to run next to them and, 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 you know, and just be with the horses. And I was like, did you just fucking ride a horse in your updo? Like, yeah. what now, is happening? She was like a teenager, I, so she probably wasn't thinking things through clearly. But we see some, like, stupid stuff from adults, too. Yeah. And I was just like... In my mind, I'm like, well, I'm not fixing that shit. Like, I can't, I, I could only do so much. I'm not redoing your yeah. whole entire head. Like, that's, like, I would have to redo everything. So I, I just pinned and sprayed what I could and hoped for the best. But she went horseback riding. Like, she ran and next to the horses and, and was out in nature and came back all sweaty and gross after getting yeah, it, hair and makeup done. It, it always what? blows my mind how little consideration some people have for their friend's wedding and because like you said it's never the bride like once the bride has gotten her hair and makeup done she's like can I touch my nose and it's like yes you can touch your fucking nose like it's no big deal but then she'll have a bridesmaid who's like I'm gonna go fucking horseback riding like what how how do how do two human beings have completely different thought processes like that that's like one extreme or the other can I touch my nose versus should I ride this horse right now like how how are those those two different extremes now um one of the crazy ones that again and it was at the same venue is the two of us we were like doing everybody's lips and we were getting ready and we were like packing stuff up and then everybody was like okay lunch arrived and lo and behold they ordered fucking wings for lunch and like i remember because you were you had me trim the bride's hair like the little the front pieces and you were mm-hmm. like hey can you can you do this you cut hair like i don't want to fuck this up like you just do it for me and so we were getting ready to do that and she asked like her little brother or something and she was like hey can you bring me a plate of the wings and you and i just kind of looked at each other with this like terror in our eyes like did she just say wings <laughs> and she the kid brings her up a whole plate of wings and she just starts sitting there and eating them and we were just like yeah yeah we're not we're not we're not even gonna stay and we're not gonna fix this and we've done everybody's lipsticks and they have a touch-up and like that is their that is their choice like I can't tell you what to eat what not to eat but if you're a bride and you're listening to this we love you brides please don't eat wings after getting your hair and makeup done because your hair and makeup <laughs> artist will be like what the fuck I'm not fixing that and they will, they will probably leave, um, you know, because it's just like, what? But I've heard crazy stories from other people. Like, I don't remember where I heard the story, but somebody was talking about 
um, how they were at a wedding and it was, I guess, out in Arizona where there was a pool at the venue and people were like jumping in the pool after getting hair and makeup done. Like obviously not like dunking their head under and going and swimming, but they were like sitting in the pool after getting hair and makeup done. Or I see people all the time. Yeah, I see people all the time who go out and then they'll be like, well, I need to get my hair and makeup done first because I need to go um, set up all the flowers. I'm also the florist, you know, and it's like, but why? One, why did you hire your friend to do this? Uh, Either hire them and let them be a vendor or have the respect for them as a friend to be like, I want you there with me as a bridal party member. I don't want you working. On my wedding day I want you to enjoy yourself like you kind of I don't know I don't understand why people don't just make a choice and be like either you're a vendor or you're a bridal party member and they try and make their friends do both like I, it's one thing to support a friend's business and I'm all for that but at the same time just let them do their thing because now they're trying to run back and forth and they're trying to split themselves between those two different roles and they're trying to be your bridesmaid and your friend and they're trying to support that, but then they're also trying to make sure that everything is going correctly and they'll go and they'll they'll run outside and it's like 80 something degrees and they'll start putting up floral arches. And I'm always just like, well, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do to your hair right now. You're going to come back and it's going to be a limp frizzy mess and I'm going to have to fix this up. And so one thing that I always try and do to avoid these type of situations is ask, you know, the bride, is there anybody that needs to like go and set shit up because they're going to come back nasty and they need to be last on my schedule. So, uh, but yeah, like going to setting up flowers afterwards and then they come back and they're like, I'm a little shiny. And it's like, you're not shiny. You're fucking sweaty because it's 80 degrees out and you were going and setting up floral arches. Yep. And, and it's an active thing. It's not like they're just sitting out there soaking in the sun. They're actively doing something which makes you sweat. And as much as, you know, we like to think that our makeup is, you know, stay put, doesn't go anywhere, you also have to take care of it because it's yeah. not, it's it's not like, magic. These are mascara you know? ones, not magic ones. Like, it's setting spray, <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's not sweat water like everything life proof so you have to maintain and you have to take care of yourself to a certain extent up until the ceremony like once photos and the ceremony and everything are out of the way yes we expect you to be out on the dance floor and moving and dancing and getting sweaty and stuff like that and you're still gonna look great but you're not gonna look flawless you're not gonna look picture ready at that point because we can't fight physics you know, we can't fight, you know, biology of, you know, the curl pattern in your hair breaking down with, you know, humidity in the air and sweat and gravity and friction. Like, those are just laws of nature. Like, we can't, we can't fight that completely and maintain looking perfect and flawless when all these other factors are going against us. Like, we just, we can't. And so people need to kind of keep that in mind and not do crazy things like take a nap after they've had their hair and their makeup or eat wings (laughs) or go horseback riding or go take 50 smoke breaks outside when it's windy and raining and you know get the nickname the windy wedding you know we do we we nickname 
be nicknamed all of our weddings, like haunted <laughs> mammy hair, horseback wedding, you know, the windy wedding. So I have, um, I have a, a older bridesmaid story. I had a girl who, or a woman, she was probably close to 50 at this point, um, who sat down and the first words out of her mouth, she looked at me and she goes, so what do I do when this all starts to fall out in a little while? And I was kind of like, well, wow, oh my God. you literally don't even know me. You don't know the quality of my work. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you've had bad situations at weddings in the past where they were perhaps inexperienced and it didn't last for very long or you tried to do it yourself and it didn't last for very long. But like to sit down in my chair with immediately the attitude of when this looks like shit in a half an hour. So I, I kind of stopped and I looked at her and I was like, okay, well, I haven't even done your hair yet. And you're already asking me how to fix what I haven't even done yet. And she kind of realized how what she had asked came out. And um, she was like, oh, sorry, that's not, that's not really what I meant. I just meant, you know, like, how long are you staying? And are you doing touch-ups or will you lose – Yeah, yeah, we use a lot of hairspray and stuff like that. And it's like, well, first of all, I don't need to use a lot of hairspray because I layer my products, you know, because I don't want to just weigh everything down with hairspray at the end. And so I kind of tried to like gently explain to her, you know, why in the past she may have had bad experiences and and my level of education and experience and how I combat that so that she can be comfortable and rest assured that she's not going to have a repeat of that experience. I think at that point, she was just so like in her head and wasn't even listening that she was just like, yeah, whatever. So she wasn't getting her makeup done. And so she went to the bathroom to go do her makeup. And everybody else there was getting hair and makeup done. And I had a different assistant that day. You weren't at that this wedding. I think it was Laura. And so we were doing everybody's makeup and she came out and she saw how great everybody else's makeup was and realized how shitty her own makeup was that she had applied and so she went back into the bathroom and hmm. she washed her face and i don't know how aggressive she was but basically she got her hair all wet but then was too embarrassed to say anything to me so she tried to just fix it herself And she used some hairspray. And I don't know what the hell brand of hairspray it was that she used. But when she sprayed it all over her hair, it became like hard little beads of like, like little wax balls, basically. And it became like this spider web, like a literal looking spider web all over her head with these little hard balled up beads of where it had like hit beads of water and just... It literally looked like pearls in her hair. And she came back out at the very end, like very, very end. She waited into the absolute last second as I was getting ready to pack up. And I started to put things away or whatever. And she came and she sat down and she was like, oh, are you, are you getting ready to leave? And I was like, yes. And in the meantime, I'm like just staring at her head like, what the fuck did you do? And she was just kind of like, well, um, so I had to wash the makeup off and restart it. And um, I think I got my hair a little wet. And I'm thinking like, no shit. Like you, you, you clearly did something. So I was like, oh, you know, you sit, sit down, sit down. Let me see what I can do. And she's like, I'm sorry, you know, can you fix this? 
and I tried to like run a comb through to kind of dry and like break things up and at least soften stuff out so that I could pin it back into place or whatever. And it was literally like shellacked. It was, it was hard. It was just this shell of hard plastic over the top of her hair. And I was just like, no, I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, what brand of hairspray did you use? Cause I think it interacted with some water in your hair when you washed your face and she was just kind of like you could just see her like shoulders closing down and she was just getting more and more sheepish and she was just like um uh, I don't know it was it was whatever brand the bride had in the bathroom and I was like yeah I'm really sorry but there's nothing I can do about this you would need to shampoo all of this out and we would need to start over and the bride needs everybody to get in her dress right now because the photographer is starting photos in five minutes. And like at that point, like, you know, the photographer was literally there in the other room. I had put the bride's veil in, they were starting photos. Uh, and this woman had waited until the very last second because she had fucked up her hair and she was too embarrassed to say anything about it. And at that point there was literally, there was nothing I could do without her shampooing her hair. And so it was just, it was one of those moments that always sticks in my mind because it's been several years now. And I'm just like, how? how do people behave like this? And uh, I don't know. It's just, I, wow. I don't know. I don't know why people do it. It's crazy. I, don't know. I, I, I think she probably felt bad asking and, and I get it, you know? Um, but at the same time, not asking turn, you know, made it into what happened. You know, has she just been like, Hey, I had to wash my face and I got it a little wet. You know, what, what can I do? You know, ask you like, even uh-huh. if you can fix it at that moment, ask just asking you like hey it's a little wet what can I do to fix this or do you have Mm -hmm. time to fix this later then that would have been fine but she took matters into her own hands uh, and that's probably what happens why and why she sat down and asked you that she we don't know what if she's taken things into her own hands before and now that's why her shit falls apart exactly and it's like well you've you've literally like literally done this to yourself you know, so yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous how some people will behave and then they kind of try and turn it around and be like, oh, well, you know, cause in her mind, she's probably like, well, I, I knew that this was going to look like crap at the end of the day, you know, and it, and it pisses me off. Cause it's like, well, that was literally my work walking around on her head that she messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and her, the, the bride kind of like looked at it and was kind of like off to the side. She, she kind of heard the conversation and, and saw what happened. And so she knew, and she, you know, she and I kind of mentioned it or whatever and she was like hey really sorry that she did that and I was like hey you know like one I don't really care like it's not my head like you know she's she's a grown-ass adult like she's she's at least a decade older than me you know so she knows how to behave and she she did this this was her choice so I I'm kind of one of those people who was like you know what Eh, fuck you you know like you you you're an adult um I don't feel sorry for you. So uh, I don't really care. But at the same time, it's like, you know, damn it. That that is literally my my business card walking around, you know, and some people as you know, hairstylists and makeup artists take things like super, super personally and super, super um, seriously when it comes to that. And some people would have stayed and done anything and everything that they could to fix that. Um, I'm not one of those person, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of just like you're an a you're a grown ass adult. 
Like you, you know that that is not what you look like when you got out of my chair. Um, and yes, you're embarrassed and yes, it's an unfortunate situation. And now the bride's going to have this bridesmaid whose hair looks absolutely crazy in these photos, but I'm not going to use those photos. So I don't care. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just the fact that she sat down and that's what she began with, you know, like who, why, like you, just trust me for a second. Like I haven't even done anything yet. And you're already asking. I know. Me, it's like, how, you know, how, when how this messes up, <laughs> that was really, that yeah. was really fucking rude. Um, but you, you know, no. that's not the first time it's happened. We also have a uh, yes, howdy we brow- do. bridesmaid. We do howdy bridesmaid. Who? You love to say that I put in time out. <laughs> you did put her in time I out. told her to go have a seat on the couch <laughs> until she thought about what she wanted. <laughs> Well, she sat down and she was just like, well, whatever you do, I'm going to hate it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? The thing? <laughs> so you were like, you're, <laughs> I like, like you told her professionally, but I feel like in your brain, you're like, well, bitch, uh, you're going to have to fucking take a seat over there. Yeah. And think you about don't need to you go have a seat and think <laughs> about what you just said to me. You know, like, basically, I mean, kind of, I kind of did put her in timeout, but you know, she's yeah, she, well, she sat down and was expecting a haircut, you know? She sat down and she was just like, well, first of all, she sat down and she's like, well, are you a real hairstylist? And I was like, uh, you mean a licensed cosmetologist? You know, because I was kind of <laughs> caught off guard and I was like, what does she really mean by this? And so she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't know what the real word was for it. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to be like that today, whatever. So um, she was just like, yeah, I... I guess a, a, a licensed cosmetologist, but like you cut hair, right? And I was like, yes, during the week I do cuts and colors for people. Um, why? And she was like, well, cause I wanted uh, this hairstyle and it was basically like a braid up the back into a, a high bun and then pieces out around the face, uh, you know, curled like, kind of like a 90s hairstyle with like the two little strings starting at a center part and kind of framing the face and I was like okay well Uh um do you have the pieces cut like that already and she was like no that's why I was asking if you're a real hairstylist can you cut these and I was like well you know that's something that you needed to have done before the wedding day I don't bring my shears and I don't do haircuts on the wedding day um you know, sometimes if people need a little piece snipped or trimmed, I have little lash scissors that I can, you know, trim the the bottom inch to make two sides more even or whatever, but I don't do like face framing haircuts on the wedding day. And she was like, oh, well then I don't know what I want then if I can't have this. And so I was like trying to talk to her and kind of get her to like, well, what do you really want? You know, what can we do? Do you want it up? You know, and she just looked at me and she was just like, it doesn't matter what you do, whatever you do, I'm going to hate it. And that's kind of when I lost my patience with her and was like, well, then you can go have a seat on the couch and take a look through Pinterest and come up with a new idea because I need to move on to somebody who has you know, who's ready, somebody who knows, you know, what they want. That is something that we can do for them. Um, We'll come back to you. 
And she went over and she sat down on the couch. And then, you know, you kind of gave me this look like, I can't believe you just told her to go have a seat on the couch. But in, in reality, it was like, what the fuck else was I supposed to do? Sit there and waste 20 minutes with somebody who was in a bad mood and who was grumpy, you know? Right. And even the bride came over. Yeah, the she bride came over she and wanted. she apologized to me multiple times throughout the day. And she was like, I'm so sorry she's she's behaving like this. And she, she, you know, she shared with me that the, the girl had had a huge fight with her boyfriend that morning. And that's why she was in such a bad mood. It had absolutely nothing to do with me. It had absolutely nothing to do with anything that I was doing. Literally, she knew herself at least well enough to know that no matter what I did, she was going to hate it. Not because of what I did and not because of me, but because of the mood that she was in. So in a way, even though it came out really rude like that, I was appreciative of the fact that she was at least self-aware enough to realize it ain't you, it's me. Um, so then later on when um, she came back and she's like, this is what I want. And I was like, well, it's time for me to get started on the bride. Now you have to go get your hair done by Giselle. And you gave me the dirtiest look <laughs> over the top of that of the bridesmaid who you were working on. Just like, I can't believe you just told her to go sit down with me. But literally yeah. I had... You know, like that's the way the schedule was. <laughs> I had to do some hair, then the bride's hair, then the bride's makeup, and then finish up with bridesmaids makeup. And I, you know, it came back to bite me in the ass because she ended up being the last person for makeup. And that's who ended up sitting down with me um, for makeup. Uh, and then she stuck her finger in my lipstick palette like it was a tester at Macy's. And I just looked at her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and I, I looked at her and that. I was like, <laughs> did you just stick your finger in the palette and she like kind of you know like you know a toddler when they touch something and they know they shouldn't you know they just like snatch their hand back and they try and hide it and uh mm -hmm. she was like yeah sorry I probably shouldn't have done that and I was like yeah because that you know it, it's a sanitation issue I have to pop that pan out and throw it out now because it's been contaminated uh which color was it and then she was just like, I don't know. I don't remember which one it was. Um, I touched a couple. And I, just, and I was just like, oh, uh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to throw the whole pan out. Or I'm going to throw the whole palette out because I don't know which one you just contaminated or which ones you've contaminated. And she had this look on her face like, I'm really sorry. And it was just like, you know, at this point, like, you know. That's three strikes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, we deal with a lot of of crazy people. And it's funny that everybody always assumes that it's brides. And everybody always asks about, you know, their crazy bridezilla stories. Uh, and it's, it's never a bride. It's always a mom, you know, who ha wants mm -hmm. something ridiculously outdated. Or they sit down and they're just like, oh, you know, um, my hairdresser at home just knows how I like my hair styled. And it's like, okay, that's nice. I'm not her. So how about we talk this out like adults and you tell me what the fuck you want? Because nobody ever seems to like, no moms ever do. They're just like, oh, I just want it blow dried. It's like, that's cool. Uh, how? You know, like, do you want it winged out at the sides like Farrah Fawcett? Do you want it smoothed down? Do you want it smoothed back? Do you want it curled? <laughs> like, there's a million ways to blow dry, and they think that we're all just, like, pre-programmed. There's only one way to blow dry hair, and it's like, no, every single haircut has 
multiple ways that it could be styled, can you at least show me a photo of how your hairdresser normally does it? And, and moms are never like selfie people. So they're like, oh, I don't have any photos of that. And I'm like, okay, can you describe it? No, she just knows how I like it. I always just let her do whatever. And then I'm like, uh, okay, well, we're getting the whatever today. Cool. You know, and then they're always like picking to like, oh, well, actually she does it like this. And it's like, see, you did know. You did know how she does your hair because you were able to point mm-hmm. out what I didn't do correctly. So, um, thanks. I love when they're like, well, I trust you. I'm not really oh, that's picky. Like the- Key phrase. Can we just? Yeah. I'm not picky. (laughs) The code word. I'm picky. (laughs) No. Oh yeah. Can we just, girls? Can we just? No, we fucking just can't. We just just can't. Okay. We just can't. No. Or you know, um, your mammy, uh, your your haunted mammy wanted the. uh, the wispies after mm-hmm. you put it yeah, all and then she just like starts picking at her hair and, and like, like pulling pieces out i'm like what are you doing please don't pull pieces out and i was like okay so we wanted hair out around the face too and she's like oh yeah like in that photo and i was just like there there was none of those in the photos thank you um don't pick at your hair <laughs> oh you know and, and no matter how thorough of a consultation because it all comes back to like okay how could I have fixed this situation? What could I have done differently to communicate better? What could I have said to diffuse the situation? Um, what could I have said to clarify things? What types of questions can I ask if this happens again in the future? Because with every horror story, you know, it's like it was crazy frustrating in the moment. It becomes a funny story afterwards. But what can we take away from it? What can we learn from it? Because no matter what, We can always sit back and we can self-evaluate. We can get as frustrated as we want and we can kind of point fingers and blame and be like, well, that person was just crazy. But at the end of the day, a good professional is going to sit back and evaluate the situation from, you know, a standpoint of, was there something that I could have done? Is there something I could have said to turn the situation around or, uh, done better or prevented this thing altogether so it's like every horror story it it either becomes a learning experience for me on customer service and being like okay if somebody sits down and asks what do i do in 30 minutes when this all falls apart keep an eye on that bitch like if she goes and hides in the bathroom (laughs) maybe send someone to check on her before it's time for me to pack up you know, like little things where it's like, okay, it's not a hundred percent on her, and maybe ninety nine percent. But what's that one percent? What is the one action I could have taken, or maybe a different way I could have phrased something so that she felt more comfortable and felt um, more comfortable coming to me sooner and less embarrassed about what she did. Is there something that I maybe could have said or maybe could have done to make her feel more comfortable in my presence? Was there maybe a tone in my voice that came across uh, offended? And she realized, okay, yes, I've offended her, but now I don't want to offend her anymore, so let me just avoid her. And it's like, okay, well, that's on me at that point if that's how it was perceived by her, um, you know, like mm-hmm. – I know I can come across a little abrasive sometimes because I'm very like straightforward and I'm very matter of fact with a lot of things. And I know that that's a personality trait that I struggle with 
when it comes to customer service because sometimes I can you can hear it in my voice where I'm like I don't call you a bitch to your face but you know I have that tone where I'm just like bitch you did not just say that to me you know and it's like okay maybe uh I need to work on that you know and then that's that's kind of like taking the ego out of things uh in our profession and taking the ego out of things in our job of my job is not just to do good hair and not just to do uh, good makeup. It's also to provide a wonderful experience. And sometimes that means admitting to myself that I need to make changes to how I approach things or I need to um, watch my tone or soften my tone or rephrase things or whatnot. So, um because there are definitely times that I know myself I mean, that I've lost my patience with people. Like the mother of the bride from this past July 4th, right. who I sat in the car and cried. You know, I definitely, at the end of it, after after 90 minutes of her, you know, being rude and, and, and berating Sarah and I, you know, I, I snapped at her. And I was like, that's it. We're done. We're done. We're not, we're not touching you anymore. Clearly. I don't know what I'm doing. She doesn't know what I'm doing. You're the only one who knows what you're doing. So you do the rest of your own makeup. Have a good day. You know, and it's like, she kind of deserved it. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you know. And I think it's because you kind of let it go on a little too long that now you've stressed yourself out. Um, So now you know now to, you know, the moment something like that happens. Yeah. um, Cut that shit short. Like nip that shit in the bud from the beginning because... Um, you get let it go and you know and it's not because I I think it's because you were trying to make her happy Mm -hmm. which is what we do like we are service people and we want to make you happy but at the same time we are not Mm -hmm. doormats um, to be stepped on Um, and that's probably what happened like you were trying to make her happy for so long that now, now she's broke you to the point where it's like, well, you know what? Fuck you. Uh, here, take the yeah. brush. You can do your goddamn self. Um, it, you know, and it was warranted because at the same time, oh, she, she was horrible. Was nasty. She, was, she was so, but, she was so nasty. Kristen said she went home and saged herself afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just did, she just did her hair. But I was just really trying to kind of be that, um, that punching bag so that the bride didn't have to be because the bride was off in the right. other room with her bridal party getting photos taken and um you know the here's the mother of the of the groom who was just being horribly nasty to everybody around her because she was angry she was angry that the she and the groom's father had gotten divorced in the last year and that you know daddy had moved on and mom had not And, you know, she was just feeling very insecure. And she just kept saying, I just want to look flawless. I just want to look, I want my skin to look flawless. And it was just like, that's not on me. Like, I can do your makeup flawlessly, Uh but I can't make your skin flawless. If you have fine lines or wrinkles or texture or huge pores or breakout, like there's only so much that I can do to give the appearance of flawless skin, you know, but she was also just asking for a lot of contradictory things, you know, I want it to this, but I don't want it this. And it's like, okay, it's like, 
asking somebody to make you buttercream icing, but not use butter. And it was just kind of like, but I can't <laughs> give you what you're asking for without doing this. And it's like, yeah, there's certain things that you can right. work around. Like you can make a gluten-free cake, but really how good is it going to taste? Like, and I apologize to anybody who is like, you know, gluten-free and whatnot. They'll be like, hey, wait a second. Gluten-free cake might be good, you know, but seriously, it's like, you know, there are some people who sometimes sit down and they ask for these things that just, they really contradict each other. And it's like, well, what do you really actually want? And they don't know because it has nothing to do with the makeup and it really has nothing to do with the hair and everything to do with how they feel inside at that moment. Like that bridesmaid, she knew it really had nothing to do with anything that I was going to do for her hair and her makeup. And at least she was self-aware to realize this is on me. This is my, my mood right now. And I had the opportunity to put her in timeout until she could calm the fuck down, until she could get her head on right and get herself emotionally right to sit back down and be able to express what she wanted. Whereas this mom had waited until the very, very end because she was just a drama queen and wanted to make an entrance and, you know, come sweeping in to be glamorized so that she could go sweeping out of the chair and show daddy what he was missing you know, she chose to, to inflict that drama. And so there was no opportunity to have her take a seat and look through and be able to give us accurate photos of what she was really looking for. Um, and so trying to have a conversation with somebody who's not really listening, um, it kind of becomes impossible at that point. And that's where I know I definitely dropped the ball because I was like, well, let me just try and talk this out with her maybe I can help diffuse the situation and maybe I can at least keep her away from the bride long enough that the bride can get all of her photos done. And then we'll just quickly finish her up, send her on her way, and then it'll be done. And that's just, that is so not how the day went. <laughs> it's so not how the day no, went. No, it's, it, and it's, you know, you're, you, as much as you were trying mm -hmm. to be this shield, you know, um, it affected you too. And I, I, you know, I've, I've learned from, horror stories as well like how could I have changed this or you know how do I prevent her into going to the bathroom and like completely yeah. changing what I've done um and I find that now I do something like I'll say something like if there's anything that you don't like or if you want me to add anything like you are not going mm -hmm. to offend me it is not my face it is not my hair and you know what you like but just tell me I will not be offended and then we can fix it exactly. or add it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, actually, you know, do you think that we can, you know, maybe add a little eyeliner to the waterline? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do it than have them go into the bathroom and waterline their eyes exactly. because you know it what It looks that like looks a hot like. fucking mess. It looks, it looks like a raccoon it looks like that a mess came out of the trash can. uneven. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm -hmm. have you just told me? I, it takes two seconds for me to whip out a pencil and apply it on you. You're not going exactly. to like, make I had me that same exact situation you know? many, many years ago. And now when doing people's eyes, I've learned to change my phrasing and how I ask questions for what they want. Because I had a bride who wanted eyeliner on the bottom. And to me, when I was, you know, this was, I was maybe been doing makeup for like three or four years at this point. To me, on the bottom meant in the lash line, along the bottom lash line. And what she had really meant was in the waterline. And so I had done it along the bottom and 
she had looked in the mirror and said, oh, yeah, it's good. Just thinking in the back of my of her mind, like, oh, that's fine. I'll just go in the bathroom and I'll just fix it myself. Instead of saying something to her, because mm-hmm. I hadn't learned how to communicate that way. And I hadn't learned how to actively listen, not just listen to the words, but really listen. What is the meaning behind those words? Are they saying what they mean or... Um, you know, are they trying to beat around the bush, you know, like listening and actively looking at body language as well. You know, what is their, what are their shoulders like? What is their mouth like? What are their eyes like? What are their hands doing when they're speaking? And that I think gives away a lot of what people actually mean versus what they're saying. And some people are in the habit of just only listening to the words and not listening to the body and not listening to all these other little subconscious clues where it's like, hmm, that's not really what you mean. You're saying you like it, but your body is telling me something different. And so she went into the bathroom yep. and she tried to take it off the bottom and then she tried to do it herself and she completely fucked up her eyes. And then she saw that she had screwed it up. She got embarrassed. She got upset. She started crying. And that was when the photographer arrived. So the photographer walked into the room to the bride coming out of the bathroom crying that she screwed up her makeup or that she didn't like her makeup. So now the photographer is like, well, here's this makeup artist who screwed up this bride's eye makeup and now she's crying upset. And now the makeup artist needs to fix it. And so now they're going to be running late. And it totally looked like it was 100% my fault where it was like 90% my fault. You know, granted, yes, she did go into the bathroom and she did screw it up, but it was my responsibility to make sure that what I did, she actually liked versus her just saying, yes, I liked it. And some people can see that differently. Some people can be like, well, but she said she liked it. And that's like, yeah, but she didn't really, if I look back at it, I could see those clues now with an experienced professional's eye of she was just telling me that she liked it because she didn't want to hurt my feelings. Right. And, and it's, and it comes with experience, you know, it's like, I've had people sit in my chair and they're like, yeah, this is, this is good. And then something in their shoulder or their mouth or their eyes that they do. And I'm like, you're saying that, but your mouth is saying that. Yeah. <laughs> your body is telling me, <laughs> your, your body is telling me something else. What, mm-hmm. what are you unsure about? Like, what is it that you're unsure? And sometimes they don't yeah. know. And that's fine. You know? And, and I tell them like in their trial, like if you go home and, you know, you figure out what it is, like, tell me, like, please tell Mm -hmm. me what it is. Because if it's something as easy as like, you know, putting a wispy up or maybe putting wispies down or whatever, that takes no time at all. It doesn't change the hairstyle, you know, or if you want a different pair of lashes, like it doesn't change your makeup look, just tell me because then you go home and you don't tell me and then you think I did a bad job and then you don't hire me. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, there's <laughs> always me. people who, you know, I will listen during the trial, will do the photos, they tell me everything they like, and I know in the back of my mind, she's full of shit. There's something about it that she doesn't like, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know what it is yet, and so she doesn't say anything to me. And I think that's just come with this, you know, these 15 years of experience. I'm reading her better than she's reading herself. And I know in the back of my mind, I'm going to get an email within the next 24 hours once it clicks for her. Once she figures out what the situation actually is, what it is that she doesn't like. And I'll ask them. I'll be like, I have a feeling there's something that you're not 100% on. And she'll just be like, no, no, everything's fine. I love it. And I'm like, okay. And then they always email me back and they're like, you were right. 
actually this. I think I don't want the braid or I think you were right. I like the updo better than the half updo or, you know, I, I'm not really loving this lipstick color or something, you know, like those little things where I'm like, I knew it right. and I knew what it was, or I had an idea of what I thought it was, you know, because as we go through, you know, we're having a conversation and they're, they're looking at things and I've, I've tailored my consultation to like, I look at all the photos and I'm like, what's the common thread? What is the common theme that I see in there all the time? Is she showing me all updos? Okay, yeah, she probably wants an updo. But sometimes it goes deeper than that. Sometimes it's all the same hairstylist or it's all the same hair color. It's all blondes, but she has brunette hair. And it might not actually be the updos Mm -hmm. that are attracting her. It's the dimension that she sees in the blondes. And so sometimes we have to play psychologist and we have to find out, well, what is it that you really want? There's a difference. And they don't know what it is that they want sometimes themselves. And so we have to figure that out for them, with them, or, you know, sometimes after the fact and be like, okay, here's where I'm going to kind of pull rank and here's where I'm going to kind of make my professional opinion known. I think this, and then, you know, give them the opportunity to think about it and be like, you know what? Yeah, you were right. And it's like, yeah, I know. I know I was right. Cause I've been doing this a long time. I could just tell this is what you were really, really wanting. Um, and not, you know, what you were really saying. Right. And, and, and then because of these little <laughs> horror stories <laughs> is that we learned, I learned about myself all the time, you know, so we, you know, without them as frustrating as they mm-hmm. are on the day of, um, and you go home and cry and bitch and moan and take we go drinking straight from the wine bottle we go to lunch straight after the wedding where i'm like hey there was a winery down the street or we do we do weddings at a winery a lot of times we're like let's just walk up to the front and go get our wine slushies right you know (laughs) yes yes and and it's because of them that we're like all right well so this happened so how do we prevent this from happening again like what can we change about ourselves um because it's not always the client. Sometimes it's like I could have said something or done something differently. But yeah, they are, uh, you know, it's again, it's never the bride. Never, never the bride. Never the bride. And when anytime they ask us about brides, horror stories or bridezillas, I'm like, you know, uh, it's, it, it hasn't been a bride in a very yeah, long time. It's, Years. It's, it's I'm an aunt. Yeah. The grandmother. Oh, bridesmaid. Some, somebody. It just wants to, sometimes it's not even somebody who's getting makeup. Like I've had grandmothers come in and like, look at my kit and be like, ugh, like, what do you do to clean that? I'm like, what? I'm like, you're not even, you're not even getting services. Is this bottle right here called called Beauty So Clean. That's what I do to fucking clean it. Thank you. Go have a seat. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely had like, um, you know, and I, my kid is clean. Like I am one of those yeah. that it's like, I will spend hours on cleaning and disinfecting. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I have a routine and somebody will come in and, and just not yeah. even getting any services. 
And they're like, oh, that's, you know, that's disgusting, sherry makeup. I'm like, well, if you stick around long enough, you can see that I'm spraying things and I'm scooping things out and I am not touching yeah. anything with my fingers. Like, how, how, no, don't come in here and judge me. Freaking, you're, you're not even getting services done. Like, you know, this is an actual professional. <laughs> thank you. Or I love the people who like look and they're like, wow, you have so many. This is like so professional. Like I had a wedding two weekends ago where the mom, like four or five times, she was just like, wow. You guys are like, you're like so professional. And I was like, yeah, because it's my profession. It's like, it's what I do for a living, you know? And I was, I was trying to like joke around as much as I can. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, it's, it's, it's actually my profession, you know? You know, it was just like, how, how do you even say something to that at that point? You know, she's just like, wow, you guys, you guys are just, you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. I, I, I fucking actually do. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Glad you're on board with that. You have so much stuff. Yeah, because I need so much stuff. You know, I'm not going to be that makeup artist who's like, yeah, you have to bring your own foundation. You know, or it's like, okay, yeah. uh, it's supposed to be rainy as fuck today. So, yes, I have uh, my own light set up set and stuck to the window and I have my own chairs and I have a side table and I have all the tools that I need and every color bobby pin and all the hair products and multiple tools plus a whole kit of makeup and makeup brushes for each per you know it's just like yeah there's a lot of shit that I need to bring because this is legitimately my job this is not a hobby yep I, I yeah. get it all the time too it's like uh, this past weekend, I had somebody, one of the bridesmaids was like, wow, you guys are really like on point on things. Like this is the best like hair and makeup team. And I've been a bridesmaid like four times. This is the best makeup team I've encountered. And I'm like, who are these people hiring? <laughs> like what? what? Broke ass team came in here and gave you the idea that this is a hobby. Like, yeah. Yeah, like this is how I, you know, and I'll joke, I'll say something like, yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, I yeah. started yesterday, you yeah, know, like, and then I'll put in there, you know, like, what kind of, I'll like, joke about it. sarcastic kind of funny comment can I make that's not actually bitchy, you know, but it's kind of like, hey, yeah. you're being a dick, like, you just want to point that out, you're yeah. being an asshole right now, so, um. <laughs> like, yeah, I just started yesterday, yeah. and then I'd be like, no, no, I'm just kidding, like, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time, it's been like, 15 years and they're like oh wow and I kind of like yeah. smooth like those feathers because you can tell that they're like clearly how I talk with of, you on this right now is go, not <laughs> how I just want to make that clear to everybody who's like oh my god no wonder why she has these problems she's such a bitch like no that's not how I talk to people trust me uh I just want to make that clear uh yeah or I have you know like somebody who's not even receiving services whatsoever who walks in and the bride you know will have her hair and makeup done or whatever and they look and they're like don't you think she needs more blush and I'm just like, I mean, maybe if I thought that, I would have fucking put it on her face. But, you know, uh. <laughs> and then I'll look at the bride and be like, oh, do you feel a little washed out? Do you do you feel like you need more brush blush? And they'll just be like, no, no, I think it looks perfect. And I'm just like, OK, and kind of like turn slowly away like, mm hmm. So thanks. Or they'll be like, oh, you can see a bobby pin. doesn't matter. And it's like, okay, <laughs> well, that's going to get covered up by her veil in like five minutes here. That's why the bobby pin is there to anchor stuff. You know, it's just like those, those little things. It's always the people who aren't paying for services who kind of come in and will try and like critique your work. Like, don't you think she needs more of this? 
don't you think it needs this? Don't you think she needs more hairspray? And I'm like, if I fucking thought that, I would have done it. Shut up. You're not getting, you don't get an opinion because <laughs> you're not paying for it. The only people who get opinions in this room. Yeah, they come in like pay five minutes. Okay? So unless you want to pony up that cash, you can have a seat on the couch with the other bridesmaid in timeout. So funny. <laughs> They have nothing to do with anything, and they want to come in and give their input. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I know. who are you? I don't I know. have your name on my schedule. Are you, oh, okay, are, you, are you receiving services? Are you on a schedule? No, I'm just your friend. Okay. Have a good day. Cool. Cool. Go close it out. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> go eat your Panera bread. Go, go, go have bye. your mimosa and your kale Caesar. <laughs> Oh my God. I can't. It just, you know, but, but exactly. then we get to laugh about it later. Like, and then this is exactly. why this podcast exists. Yeah. We all, we all yeah. go through it. We all have our stories. Um, and it's like, you know, you've got to find the right tribe. You got to find the right people to talk about it, to share, to vent, to get it off. Um, or even if you don't have that, well then, you know, that's why this podcast exists to help you. It's one of the goals of this podcast is so that people in our industry don't feel so alone. There's not very many resources for people who specifically uh, cater to brides, whether it's hairstylists or makeup artists. There's a lot of places and there's a lot of communities for people who work in the commercial industry or who people who work in salons, you know, who do behind the chair type of work and everybody kind of looks at bridal and it's so different. Um, there's, there's such a different setup to how the business is structured. There's such a different setup to the relationships that we build with these people and the situations, um, that we are a part of and the situations sometimes that we, we walk into, um, cause you never know what, what shit somebody is dealing with, with their family. You know, who do we need to keep separated on a wedding day? Like sometimes I just literally, I feel like a bouncer. Like with that, you know, that mother of the groom, like just, I felt like I need to keep her away from this bride. So that way, you know, shit doesn't go down. And literally the woman's daughter had said very early on in the morning, keep my mother away from me today. You know, and it was just like, you never know what type of situation you're going to be walking into on a wedding day like that as well, where it's like, okay, who do I need to literally keep separated? Who do I need to keep distracted? Because sometimes, you know, you'll listen and you'll you'll hear mom like starting to drive the bride crazy. And it's like, okay, mom, come have a seat. It's time to do your hair and makeup. Maybe you weren't quite ready for her, but you know what? Let's diffuse the situation. We play psychologists. We play bouncers. You know, there needs to be a space for us somewhere, whether it's online, in person, uh, where we can share these experiences and share these stories um, and talk about them so that we don't feel so alone. Because no matter how experienced you are, you know, like I've been doing this for 15 years and I had that mom this this summer who I did my best to try and defuse the situation and I ended up feeding into it instead. So we all have our moments where it's just like as experienced and as good as we are we we lose control of a situation or something happens that kind of becomes beyond our our control and then it's our responsibility to to sit back and be like okay let's self-evaluate what could i do better was this 100 percent her fault do i take any blame do i take any responsibility um and then sometimes it's 
you know, not necessarily on the day of what could I do differently. It's how can I prevent this in the future? That's how a lot of my contract, you know, uh, clauses have been, have come into being. Like I joke that like every, every paragraph of my contract has a story behind it. It's like, I can tell you what bride (laughs) made me write that paragraph because some (laughs) things are just so you think, duh. But then at the same time, there are people who go out there and will hire a hair and makeup team without a contract whatsoever. And they see nothing wrong with that. And it's like, okay, if there are people out there that exist that will hire somebody for their wedding day and give them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars without any kind of contract in place, well then yes, there's going to be people who will require extra handholding and require these seemingly simple common sense type paragraphs uh, in a contract and there's going to be a story behind it. So, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Giselle. Thank you everybody for listening today. I hope um, we have been, you know, entertaining to say the least um, and helped you feel a little less alone in your crazy stories. Uh, If you have any stories that you would like to share, please go to uh, Instagram and find me. It's at beautybiz, B-I-Z, collective. Uh, Send me a DM. Um, I would love to hear it. Um, And then potentially we could do some future episodes where I share some um, listener stories um, anonymously, completely anonymously. But if you have something that you want to share or just something that you want to vent about because you don't necessarily have a tribe, you don't have that community, and you want somebody who understands to listen, I'm always here for you. So thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your bridal season. Now, if you're listening to this episode in real time, it should be coming out on Monday, January 10th. And that means there's still a little bit of time left to join the waitlist for my new course coming out later on this month called Visibility Factor. I'm so excited to introduce you to this new program I've created because so many people in our industry struggle with understanding the Instagram algorithm and all the new changes and features as it constantly evolves. Instagram can be a powerful tool to use to market your business and grow relationships in order to have long-term sustainable success within the bridal industry. Inside Visibility Factor, I'm going to walk you through exactly how to maximize your success on the platform and get rid of the mystery on how to use the algorithm to your advantage to be seen, network, and fill your inbox with more dream brides than you can imagine. So head to my Instagram at Beauty Biz Collective and click the link in my bio. Right up at the top, you'll see Join Visibility Factor Waitlist. It just takes a few seconds to add your name to the list, and you'll get access to early registration for my upcoming masterclass, where you're going to get a sneak peek inside of three full modules inside the course on topics like caption writing, algorithm hacks, and bio optimization. Plus, you'll get early access as well to join the program. Now, I only have space for 25 new students inside of Visibility Factor, so make sure you add your name to the list to grab one of those spots as soon as they are available. And if you're listening to this episode after January 2022, you can still add your name to the waitlist for the next time the course will be available later on this year.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.